Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer. Jay Poser, sports editor of the Union Tribune, joins me. Jay, um, I've been uh, living this, trying to figure this out. Uh, the Padres have lost four in a row, 20 of 28. Um, they were 16 up on August 11th. They are five games over 500 now, if I am doing my math and mem- and, and I memorized it. And, and I just remembered, wow, there's there's six games left on this trip. And I don't say this to be facetious. I don't say this to be, uh, you know, anything. It's a reality. They could be below 500 when they get home because it seems like they might not win. Well, it's, it's interesting. And I, I was thinking about this, what we talked about when this trip started. And I think, and I didn't go back and listen, but I think at one point you said something like, you know, boy, maybe if they were to go, four and six or that. And I think I might've even thrown out three and seven. And now it's like, and and I don't know at the time when I said that, I, I'm not sure I saw where they were going to win three games, but you kind of figured, okay, well, I mean, they, they really can't be this bad. Can they? Who doesn't win three games? Right. Three games on the road. I mean, that's, that's winning three out of 10. I mean, that you, you normally get a couple just for showing up and, but they are so, so so bad right now even worse than when i've said they were bad before that it's hard to see how they're going to i mean it sounds ridiculous and of course they're not going to go winless for the rest of the year right but it just it's it's like you look every night and you go how are they going to win this game now maybe tomorrow i mean tonight it's jake arietta starting against disclafani who's been great all year and then, okay, you look at tomorrow. All right, Joe Musgrove's pitching. So, me and the Giants are throwing a bullpen game. But right now, it doesn't matter who the other team throws at the Padres. It, they don't hit anybody. So, and it almost doesn't matter who the Padres throw because, number one, they don't have anybody left. Uh, and the people they do have, I mean, Musgrove's the only one who's, who's I, I guess, a reliable starter at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, we can talk about what's happened. We can talk about who's to blame. I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Um, I, I just, it's hard to see this team winning enough. I mean, they have to win seven games the rest of the year just to get to 500 for the season. That's unfathomable that this team that we talked about all year, you know, and basically thought itself played this season like, hey, we're going to be there in October. We're going to rest guys. We're going to make sure we're fresh. They can't win right now. So, uh, Jay, uh, yeah, all of it. And you're right. <laughs> uh, you're right. There is blame to go around. Um, I'll have a story later today trying to look into some of it that I don't necessarily not prepared to, to get into right here now. Um, and there will be I believe this will be a scratching of the surface in terms of right. writing the obituary of, of the season. But, um, you know, when you say that, Jay, when you say like it's hard to see where they uh, win seven games and, and there are 18 and a half left. There's 18 and two and a, two and a half innings uh, to go with the makeup of right. the game against the Braves. I mean, that's sort of ridiculous to say, but it's not, they are eight and 20 over the last right. month. Like they won eight out of 28. It, it, it's, it is, it's like, it's not a, and it's not a, a funk that you go, Oh, well they're going through a stretch. 
This is the end of the season when it was supposed to be a ramp up and they have not been able to find a way and they're, they're, they're not scoring um, a lot. Uh, they're scoring a little, they are uh, for, for uh, 13 games. It appeared, Hey, cool. Pitching, pitching staff, man, for starting rotation. We can really count on those guys to keep us in games. Now it wasn't working out so much for those games to then be won, but the starting mm-hmm. pitching wasn't blowing it like it had Correct. been for most of uh, uh, the year. As a matter of fact, I've kind of, I kind of broke it down in the newsletter this morning. Um, didn't have a lot to say. It might've been the shortest newsletter ever, but I did break <laughs> down the starting rotation and, and basically for seven and a half weeks, so for just under two of the seasons right now, five and a half months, right. um, the, the starting rotation has been what we expected, which is the strength of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of it's coming together. And then you contrast it when you go to the, the Dodgers and you go to the Giants, first off, tough task to play the top two teams in, in uh, the major leagues. But those are teams that have, you know what? Believe it or not, the Giants have had their troubles this year, but it doesn't show up in the in, in the uh, win loss column. It only shows up in the win column most of the time because they the offense picks up the pitching, the pitching picks up the offense. Lo and behold, you get a runner or two on, and some guy hits a homer. That's how the Giants win. Um, the Dodgers did it all weekend to the Padres and sweeping them. Uh, you know, hitting home runs, uh, excellent pitching. Obviously, that's no news flash. Right, Jay. We talk about winning seven games, though. They still have nine games left against the Giants. Now, there's a chance that some of those that maybe maybe the last three won't matter to the, to Giants, the Giants because maybe they'll have. Of course, by that point, I don't see how they're going to matter to the Padres either, other than getting to 500. But I mean, the way things are going now. But they have nine games with the Giants. They have three more with the Dodgers. They have three with the Cardinals, who seem to be the only team right now really interested in in winning the the second wild card uh, game right now. And and then as as we mentioned, three and a half against the three and a third against the Braves. So there are no soft spots um, coming up. You know, it's funny. Last night, I, I I was mainly watching football. Um, I, especially, you know, I watched the first half of the Raider game against uh, the Ravens and it got to halftime ex- right at the moment that the Padre game started. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was good timing, flipped over to that. You know, the Padres went out on what seemed like negative three pitches, I think, in the first inning, which happens quite a bit. Six um, pitches, yeah. Uh-huh. Six pitches. And the Giants came up and they and they put the Giants lineup on the screen. And, and it was like, okay, Chris Bryant's not playing. Buster Posey's not playing. Tommy Listella is hitting leadoff, and he hits one 414 to start the game. It's one nothing. Then, then Lamont Wade is hitting cleanup, a guy that I, I think they just got off the scrap heap, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you look at the lineup. I mean, Darren Ruff is hitting third. Lamont Wade's hitting fourth. You know, uh, Casali's the catcher. You look at the Padre lineup, and it's kind of like it's remind me of Saturday Night Live skit when when you know Dukakis that Dana Carvey was acting like a doofus as George H W Bush, and Dukakis uh, was like, I-, "I can't believe I'm losing to this guy." And it's kind of it's a little bit like that with the Giants. It's like look at the Padre lineup on paper. Look at the Giants lineup on paper. If you could have picked one that you wanted at the start of the season, I don't think there's too many people who would have said, "Give me the Giants lineup." And yet the Giants are blasting home runs all over the place. You know, they're winning all the time. I mean, 90, what are they, 94 now? 94 and 50. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. They've got a, just an amazing season. And 
as and I would say they have probably overachieved as as much as the Padres have underachieved. Could certainly try to make that argument. And and here's the saddest part that the Padres are going to have to live with if they well, I don't know if it's blowing it anymore when you don't have the uh, uh, when you don't have the lead in the wild card. Though they do have no, uh, the season would be blow, but blowing yeah. it in terms of the big picture. But this would have if they don't make the playoffs. I think you would say that they blew. Oh my it. gosh, yes, yeah. Especially since in the in the course of of reporting uh, about the Padres and, and kind of what's going on with them, I talk to people around the league, people that you know know more baseball than the two guys on this podcast and know more than most most people, um, and, and know more about the, the teams in the National League, and they still believe that the Padres are the only team among the wild cards that. Um, are a playoff team, and that once they get to the playoffs, could actually do something. They they think the Reds are horrible. They uh, the, the Cardinals have too many holes to to really do. They have their they've got some good pitching, and they have a a decent core of their lineup. But they have so many holes, they're not a playoff team. And like ever, it's not just like fans and those of us who follow the team that are sort of flabbergasted. It's like no one can understand uh, why the Padres haven't sort of run away with the second wild card spot because none of the other teams are that good. And right. so, yet here, so you, yet here you are. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. So, so where does, and I don't know if, if, if this is part of your story or if they just don't know, but I mean, we talked about, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around. So where does the blame start with these, with these folks and that say, Hey, the Padres should be running away with this, you know, with this playoff spot and they're not. So that means that X, Y, Z, and a bunch of other letters aren't basically, you know, aren't doing their jobs. Where do, where do they start with that? I think it starts with uh, with pitching, and then there's uh, people in baseball do believe in in in, in chemistry and, and and that sort of thing. They just do. Uh, the, I don't know what to say to those of us who are skeptical of that, or those uh, uh, people that are skeptical of that. They do believe in that, and mm-hmm. and 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 some of the people obviously outside of the uh, clubhouse are getting their information secondhand uh, as, as I would be, but there's something missing there. And, you know, it may be systemic, uh, you know, it may be a culture and this is something that the, the Padres uh, are going to have to sort through and, and, and kind of uh, pick apart here uh, as this, or when this thing goes, goes wrong right now, what they're trying to do is, is salvage it um, because it is for all of this, like, the two of us, I think, for the first time are sort of at a loss for anything to say other than the things we've been saying for months. And sure. and 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 trying, I think we're trying not to write the obituary yet because they're, you know, still breathing. The Padres are in the same situation. It's like we're half game out of the wild card. That's what they'll say today. Yesterday it was we're of course. still in the wild card yeah. position. And that is sort of the reality, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and and they still talk about 
even the most pessimistic people uh, in, 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 that are with the team still talk about, hey, if we win or this is how we win or th- whatever. And it's like, you know, got to remember that, that they're still trying to win this season, um, even though I understand it looks like they're not. <laughs> um, they're, they're still trying to win this season. I think we should talk about. So let's just take that at face value. Like, OK, Padres are still in it. So let's talk about the reality. Blake Snell almost certainly is not going to start Friday unless there's some sort of miracle. All right. Right, Uh, right. You don't you don't uh, certainly leave a game with an adductor, which is basically a groin. Uh, They call it tightness, whatever. It's a precursor to a strain or else they're lying. And it is a strain. Um, And it wasn't better yesterday. It was maybe worse. And so he's not going to start Friday. So, uh oh, what are you going to do there? Um, And uh, Thursday, what are you going to do there with Chris Paddock out? Chris Paddock has a elbow inflammation. They don't believe that it's, you know, that part of uh, uh, the elbow, that, you know, thing right. that we uh, know first thing you think of with an elbow. But look, the reality is how could there be any guarantee at this point that either one of those two guys pitches again? No, absolutely. Season? And even if they did, there's no guarantee that it would make any difference. I mean, right. from, what we, from what we've seen. But in terms of like trying to make this salvageable. Yes it's a better team when Paddock and Snell pitch. That's than where it's when they don't and when they don't. But I, you know, this is, I, I read this quote and, and I, it might've been in our stories. It might've been somewhere all over the place. I, I'm not sure, but um, I, the last place that I happened to see it. And so I remember it being in this particular place was the Washington post had a story on the Padres situation over the weekend that uh, Chelsea Janes, who used to cover the Padres a little bit for MLB.com, wrote the story for the Washington Post. And there's a quote in there at the very end from Joe Musgrove that, and and you've written quotes like this, this is all year long, we've heard this, this is going to go on the on the tombstone of this team if they, you know, continue, if they get end up being buried before this, you know, before the postseason. And Musgrove said, we've been saying it a lot, we're too good of a team to be playing this way for much longer. I mean, how many times has Jace Tingler said that? How many times has Musgrove said it? How many times has has every player said it? And yet, as, as I think I've, I've pointed out before, at some you know a little while ago, at some point you become what your record says you are, and it's not what the paper you know what what the projections say you are. And and right now the record tells you that you're not very good, and so too good of a team to be playing this way for much longer. I guess. That'll be how we remember this team, that they were too good of a team to be this bad, but they were. So what happened? And and I think this, you know, you mentioned the culture and all that. I guess if you're going to start with a culture, to me, then you have to look at at the manager, because for all the things that I, I don't think managers do, uh, I think one thing that they do have to do, and maybe the most important thing they do is creating a culture. And then I think the other thing that goes along with that is the leader, the leadership in the clubhouse. And we've heard a lot about Hosmer and Machado being being great leaders. And I, right now, you have to say you're just not seeing it from any of those people because whatever has gone on with this team or whatever is going on with this team, they've had a they've had a long time to fix it, and it's they kind of held it together a little bit, but starting on August, whatever that Wednesday was against the Marlins, when everything fell apart, it went, fell apart from that point. Then they went to Colorado or Phoenix and, and Denver and got swept from that point on. Nobody has been in none of those people that I mentioned or anyone else 
has been able to solve whatever this mystery yep. is. Yep. And, and without a doubt. And to me, probably the most troubling thing long term. And look, it's six of one, half of the other, maybe. I don't know. It's flip a coin. What's the biggest problem is the offense's inability to, to score. Maybe mm-hmm. you look at and you go, maybe you Darvish isn't you Darvish anymore. I don't know. There's, there's obviously you got two years and $45 million to uh, find out uh, still, <laughs> um, you know, maybe this is just a, a, he's going through a rough patch. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, you hope he doesn't give up a home run every three innings for the rest of that contract. That's going to so, be, that's going to be tough to take. You know, maybe there were some mistakes made on player acquisition and they're not as good. Plus there's a culture problem. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, this other, it's not like, you know, it's one of these things. It's kind oh, of no, all no. of them. Yeah. Uh, because, absolutely. because whatever uh, culture, you know, I, I think that the Padres have probably had a pretty good culture that had a pretty good clubhouse during many of their 45 losing seasons. Uh, sure. You know, guys who liked <laughs> each other, who just weren't very good. Um, I do think this thing is sort of spiraled out of control. Um, expectations are, I believe this in my life. Um, so I don't have expectations. It makes my life a lot better. Expectations are, uh, you know, the root of, of a lot of problems. And when you expect to be a 95 win team and you're uh, on pace to be a 80 win team, it's going to make everything seem worse. And, 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 you know, trying too hard can then lead to, not really given a flying you yeah. know, rat. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, there's a whole lot of stuff. And that's why I talk about like what we're doing here and what I'll be, uh, you know, finishing up a story is sort of like the starting of the, of the unpacking of it all. But I, I think that uh, the Padres are starting to try to identify uh, some things that, you know, are wrong. And um, it was just hard to get your arms around just even the concept of, like this is where we're at in the middle of September. Right. Like, like well, you said earlier, Jay, everything in the beginning of the season was pointing to we're going to need to be rested. We're going to, you know, and that was really hard to find fault in. It yeah. just was. The results were there and the expectations were there. And 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 if if it had worked out, we would have and and you know they had not done it that way and they'd gotten in the playoffs, we would have ripped them for being tired uh, because they didn't, uh, you know, prepare along the way. Um, I do think a big part of this, no matter what they say, and the bullpen doesn't like that this is being said. um, I think that the bullpen had to be ridden too hard. Like I said, in my newsletter today, talking about seven and a half weeks from the starting um, of, of good starting pitching. It's absolutely remarkable you know that um, so in this uh, you can check the newsletter out, but the bottom line is in this in that 13 game stretch from August 25th to September 10th, the starting pitching averaged five and two thirds innings per start while putting up a three, you know, a three, three, five ERA. OK, so that's mm-hmm. not a great ERA. OK, but in these other two stretches, I identify and they were all both in the first two months of the season. The starting pitching had a two something ERA and a one something ERA in these two stretches but averaged four and two thirds innings per start. So even when the starting pitching was good at the start of the season, the bullpen was having to fill an abundance of innings and, and it has shown up big time. It has shown up big time. And then they brought in a a reliever from Washington who was supposed to help them. And 
I don't say this to be facetious, but the, the results look like he's been in this bullpen all year and he had to throw like 90 games because Daniel right, Hudson right. has not been good since he's been here. So, I, you know, there's some uh, there's some talent issues and, and some performance issues as well. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. No, I was just going to say, and that's why I don't want to make it seem like the culture is the only thing I'm I'm blaming because I, I think there's, you know, there's a, a, a segment of people and I'm, and I, I would expect at this point, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, if this thing continues to spiral and it, and nobody pulls them out of it, it's kind of hard to see how anybody could justify bringing Jace Tingler back next year as the manager. But that's not to say, and we saw this with the Larry Rothschild issue, that when you get rid of somebody like that, that that's going to solve all their all their problems. This is more than a culture issue in the sense, and especially to me, and I think it's hard for you and me and and probably a lot of people to understand this, but let's say the culture isn't quite right. Is the is that a reason why someone like Trent Grisham, and I don't mean to single him out, but he just came to mind first. Is that a reason why Trent Grisham is hitting 240 or whatever it is and and has just looked lost and has looked kind of lost defensively? You know, he missed a play last night that you would expect him uh, you know, to make or expect a, a, a fielder of his caliber to make. Uh, it just seems like the players should be better than that and they should and it shouldn't matter maybe some of them don't like their manager there's a lot of people in their line of work who don't like their manager does that mean that you just go well whatever i'm not going to do anything today i mean do these you know you start to wonder for a lot less money these too guys, by the way for a lot less money do these is is there does anybody have a sense of pride you know, in there, and, and I'm not saying all the guys have tanked. I mean, there's some guys who have done well and 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 everything. I'm not going to go through them all, but there, it just seems like that. I, I don't know. It just it's hard to fa- like I said, it's hard to fathom that. Okay, you've got this culture, and maybe you don't like the manager, and yeah, he messed up this Dodger game, and oh, maybe we didn't make a move at the trading deadline. You know, they won six of their first seven games after the trading deadline. So if they were all upset, which is I know one theory going around that the this they they all got in a funk because there weren't any big moves made at the trading deadline. They sure didn't show it right at the beginning. I mean they they won those games up in, in the first week of of August. So again, there's that's why I say there's so much blame to go around. It starts and look, it starts with AJ Preller. He put together this roster that's not performing. Now whether it's not performing for the reasons we've talked about or because maybe these guys just aren't as good as everybody thinks they are which you mentioned earlier, but from, from him on down, there is, there is a lot of people that deserve a lot of blame for, for, for what's happened. And I, I don't want to just have it pawned off as, Oh, well, it's the culture because it's more than that, but that's certainly a part of it. Yeah. We all, whatever happens here, maybe we should all go back and look at different times in uh, the history say after Andy Green was fired, say uh, after Bud Black was fired, say after Bruce Bochy was fired, uh, you know, and, and, and 
you know, in that moment, everybody identified what the problem was and things are going to be better now. Of course. How uh, many hitting coaches were fired? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, those are, I mean, I'm really glad that you put that per- perspective in there, uh, Jay. Um, you're right. Uh, the story of the season is probably going to be, we're too good to be doing this. You know, um, I got a lot of emails when the team was winning and I was feeling bad that I couldn't, you know, I try to, um, I try to, to answer as many emails as I could, can, and, and uh, you know, I just couldn't keep up. Oh, my gosh. When a team that was supposed to win starts losing the emails, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, and uh, a lot of them have to do with that. And, and some of them are actually pretty funny. Uh, people fed up with the Padres saying that we're too good. You know, uh, you know, like when in October, on October 3rd, uh, right. some, some people said that those are going to be the post game quotes. I feel, you know, I feel bad. I don't know Jace Tingler. I've never met him and probably never will, but I feel bad that every day he has to go up there and answer the same, you know, the same stuff all the time. What is he supposed to say? Yeah, you know what? I've just decided we suck. We're not going to win any more games. You know, I'm out. I mean, he has to believe that this is going to turn around. But after months and months of saying it's going to turn around and then it doesn't, it does look it does look somewhat ridiculous. And it's and it obviously I, I don't blame anybody for being for being tired of hearing it. I just don't know what else. If you were in their position, what else would you say? He, he has to believe it. And then even when he doesn't believe it, he sort of has to say it. Yeah. You know, yeah. okay, look. Uh, so uh, there you have it. A uh, thoroughly depressing uh, <laughs> <laughs> a synopsis of, of, of where the Padres are at, but, but anything else would have been unrealistic. Um, you know, you've got Arietta to, to recap, you've got Arietta going tonight. That's great. He found uh, his old release, uh, and he, you know, gave him five innings last time. And uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right. yeah, that's yeah. super. That's still a guy you picked up in the middle of August, out of desperation. Uh, and you know, okay, Joe Musgrove going tomorrow. All right, great. Um, that's been your most consistent uh, starter. I don't see how you could not, relatively speaking, feel really good about Joe Musgrove being on the mound. What do you do Thursday? What do you do Friday? And like you said, Jay, and that's the bottom line is like, it's not that it was guaranteed or, or, or that you were like, oh, these are certain wins if, if uh, Chris Paddock and Blake Snell are on the mound. But right. if they're not, like, where are you? They had to cover four innings last night with the bullpen because you Darvish. I mean, so, oh, that, it's Darvish day. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. I was going to say, what do you, you said, what do they do Thursday? What do they do Friday? What do they do Saturday? I mean, obviously, you Darvish goes out there and pitches, assuming that he's healthy enough to to go out there. And I, whether he is or not, I, I don't know. Um, he certainly looks like something is is not quite right with him. But um, but it, it's just day after day. It's sort of what do you, you know? And then Sundays, you're back at the same thing with Arietta again. So I I don't know. There, it's what do you do basically every day at this point? I mean, you have to hope for the Padres. Have to hope that. This is the day that it turns around, but it's it's really hard to see how that you know sort of what the path is to that happening. I also don't want to uh, my my last thought, and, and and this is not meant to be facetious because like this is one of the mantras of my life: be careful what you ask for. If it gets to this point, I would hope that some people would stop and think, man, we've been clamoring for Mackenzie Gore all year. If Mackenzie Gore has to start for the Padres this year, it's because the season is over. 
Right. And I right. don't know that that's going to happen because there's been there's been a confidence issue. And so I don't know that they're going to bring this guy up to face, you know, maybe the Cardinals. Uh, I, I, well, I don't I know who's going to bring this guy up to, right. to face the Braves, the Giants, the Dodgers. Um, because after the Cardinals, that's all that's left. So bring the poor kid to start uh, start in Bush Stadium. I'm just saying, like, no, you needed the team, the players on this team to perform better. Um, exactly. So there we are. Okay. Three more left against uh, the Cardinals, and we'll have... Uh, no, the Giants. The, 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 the Giants, and then we will have a very happy uh, hot lava on Friday from St. Louis before the three-game series against the Cardinals. Sounds great. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.